Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. It's so good to be here today. Um, we are on episode um, number two of our new series called... Okay. Let's do that again. We're in episode two of our new series called Culture Kings. Kings. I love the the shop called Culture Kings. I love uh, going there. Shopping there, maybe not, because uh, it's a lot of money. But we're in episode two of Culture Kings today, and my title for you today is Under the Influence. Turn to the person next to you and say, Under the Influence. Under the Influence. (laughs) No, don't ask them, are you under the influence? No, don't do that. Don't do it. No. It's not, you know, it's not easy being up here. Personally, you know, I don't know if, in fact, you know, there's this feeling in me right now that is, I don't know what it is. It's excitement. It's joy. It's nervousness. Uh, it might even be fear, right? But I can't describe the feeling that I'm feeling right now. So this week I was preparing this message for today, right? So as I was preparing it and I was praying, I was like, God, look, you know, you know, give me the words to speak to your, to to the transformed family today. Give me the words to speak, you know, your words and not mine. And as I was praying, you know, nothing was coming. I was like, you know, I didn't know how to, how to start it. I didn't know how to finish it. I didn't even know how to, what to write, right? And so, you know, I started to become stressed, and so as I was talking more with God, and I was praying, and I was, you know, just communing with God. He starts to give me the right words, and I start typing, and I start praying. And then he says, you know what, you know, you know, type these words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I start typing, and he says, write these down. I'm like, yeah, God was like, yeah, write that down, write that down. So I start typing, right, and I finally finish. But then in my mind, after I finish, and I have to read through it, I'm like, is this the, is it? is this the right words that God is telling me to do, to, to, to say? Is this good enough? Right? Is this going to bless someone? Because that's something that kind of enters my mind because my prayer is that every time I get up on this platform, that my words are not spoken. It's God's word that's spoken. Right? And so I'm thinking to myself, man, I start stressing out. I'm like changing all these words. I'm like, yeah, I don't think God was saying that. You know, I'm going to change it to this. And so I finally, finally finish it. But then I start to ask myself, is this what God wants me to do? You know, how many times have we been there when it's not exactly the same thing that I'm, I went through, but how many times have we been unsure of what the future holds? You know, how many of us have been there in your place where we're living in unprecedented times right now where you're unsure of what the future holds? And some of us may even be here fearful of our future, right? Especially in this um, season that we're all in right now where we're unsure of what's going to happen. You know, some of us are probably in that season of our lives right now, a season where it looks desolate, where it looks barren, where it looks lifeless, looks like a wasteland, and you feel hopeless, you feel tired, you feel exhausted, and you feel like giving up. It's that season that points us out. All of us at some point in our lives, and probably some of you even now, have gone through this season before. Because the reality is this. The reality is that we're not living perfect lives. We are not living perfect lives, right? Because if we were living perfect lives, why are we here? 
Why am I here? Right? And we're living in unprecedented times where we don't know what the future holds. But this is what I want to do. I want to take a step back today. Right? And I want to let God's word speak through us today. And prepare us to be faithful no matter what the future holds. Is that okay? That's what I really want want to do today. So... What we're going to do is this. We're going to look at his word, at the scriptures. And it comes from the first scripture that we're going to look at is 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. And if you're writing this down, write it down. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. And if you're watching this morning, comment it, please. You know, it's just, so, you know, some, just in case you know, somebody comes late and they're like, what are we looking at? 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. And it says this, for all reading together. It says, humble yourselves. Humble yourselves. What a great way to start, hey? Peter's saying, humble yourselves. You know why? Because you don't have the answers for everything. You know? You don't have the answers for everything. So what Peter's saying, humble yourself. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand. Who's thankful for God's mighty hand this morning that is involved in our lives, that is continuing to be in control in our lives in this season? Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. And I want to focus on a phrase today. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God. Turn to the person next to you and say, under God, under God. Type it in chat, under God. And I want to talk about being under God and try to ask, answer the question, how do we as Christ followers, how do we as Christ followers Live under God in a culture that's becoming increasingly hostile towards God. That's something, that's something that we should ask ourselves all the time. You know, look, you look at the world today and you look at where the world is heading. It's becoming increasingly hostile towards God. You know, how do we faithfully serve Him? How do we faithfully live for Him? How do we faithfully represent Him in a culture that is increasingly becoming hostile towards God. And I want to talk about how we live under God. But before I talk about that, how we live under God, I want to help you identify. I want to help you see in your own walk what you're actually under, right? What we're all under. When you look at your own life, my question is, what is influencing you? What are we influenced by, right? So I've got two-part question. Are you under the influence of God or are you under the influence of culture? Are you under the influence of God or are you under the influence of culture? The systems of this world, the thinking of this culture. And this is a question we must ask ourselves every single time. And here are different categories to help us out. Let's talk about the people you hang out with, right? Oh, this is a sensitive subject for some of us. You know, when I was growing up, Pastor Gregory would always tell me, show me your friends and I'll show you who you really are. Anybody heard of that before? Yeah. It, it's, it's still resonating with me now, right? Because it's so true, right? If you, if you say, you know what, I, I think I'm under the influence of God where you're hanging out with people that are blessing you, that are leading you, that are growing you, that are encouraging you, praying for you, loving you for who you are, then you would say, mm, I think I am under the influence of God. 
But if you would say, if you're here today and you're saying, I think that I might be under the influence of culture where I'm hanging around with, I have people around me that brings me down, that discourages me, that is very critical of how I look like. Come on, someone. That talks behind my back, that gossips about me, that friend that I think, my best friend, stabs me in the back then you would say you're more under culture, right? When you are looking at your, the people you hang out with, would you say you're more under the influence of God or under the influence of culture? Let's talk about your money. Ooh, no one wants to talk about money. I love talking about money. You guys, are gonna be, we're going to be talking about money today, right? So let's talk about your money, right? When you receive an increase, when you receive a blessing, when you receive your pay, right? When that cha-ching comes into your bank account, you might get paid, you know, once a week, or like me, I get paid every two weeks. What do you do first, right? What do you do first? When, man, if you were more under the influence of God, you would say, you know, every time God blesses me, you know what? I want to bless him with a tithe. Because I know and I recognize that my God has been faithful to me, that my God has promised that he will sustain me and he will provide for me so that I will bless him with a tithe, with the first increase. And you would say, if you're that today, you would say, yeah, I, am, I think I'm under the influence of God. Now, if you're one of these people, right, where... When you receive an increase and you think that you don't even think about God first, you just spend it, right? And then whatever's left, you give if you can afford to, right? Because this culture tells you to spend, to consume. It's dragging you in. Something new comes out and you're like, that's me. That new MacBook Pro came out. Oh, man, I was all over that. iPhone 12 Pro came out. Oh, I was all over that. So when you receive an increase, what's the first thing that you should do, that you would do right now? Think about your life. When we're talking about your money, are you more under the influence of God or under the influence of culture? Another category I want to speak about is the words that you speak. The words that you speak. Think about it. From Monday to Sunday morning right now, you're here, 10.50 a.m. right now. Think about the words that you spoke this week. Were your, were your words, you know, speaking life on someone? Were your words encouraging on someone? Were you speaking life and were you praying? Were you leading people? Then you would say, man, I, I think my words this week was, were under the influence of God. Or would you say, you were, your words this week might have been under the influence of culture where you might have been gossiping a bit? You might have been critical about someone a bit. You might have been lying a little bit and you brought someone down. Or you might have been talking bad about your wife or your husband to someone. Or you might have been talking about your kids about someone. Right? When it comes to your life, look at it, your life right now. Are you under, more under the influence of God or are you under the influence of culture? Which one is it? It's a hard question because here's what's really sad about it is many of us don't even know. We don't know if we're under the influence of culture or under the influence of God. We don't know. 
We've got no idea what influence we're under. And I'll show it to you this way. Raise your hands if you've ever been around a drunk person. That was quick. Well, was it recent? Was it yesterday, last night? That was quick. See, notice I didn't ask you if you've ever been drunk. I'm looking out for you guys. All right. <laughs> if you're online, you've ever been a drunk person, type it in the chat. I've been around a drunk person. See, what's interesting is that if you've ever been around a drunk person, right, who's under the influence of alcohol, they don't always know that they're under the influence of alcohol, right? They're walking around like, hey, man, how's it going, right? Isn't that true? They're all groggy, they're unstable, right? But what happens when you're under the influence of alcohol? Well, alcohol influences how you think. Am I right? If, you, if I'm right, say you're right. Right? You know, I was driving to Melton yesterday, and I saw this sign that says, drinking and driving, you're not thinking. It's true. Right? What else alcohol does? Alcohol influences how you think. Yes? It influences what you say. If I'm right, say you're right. It does. It influences the way you talk. Am I right? Yeah? It influences who you think is attractive. The percentage of how much you drink depends, will show how attractive how, who someone is. Right? And you get, you get four drinks or so, man, that girl's pretty. You get six drinks, you think you're pretty. Right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> See, but when you're under the influence of alcohol, it influences who you love. Right? Like you walk into a bar, right? And you meet a random person. And you're like, hey, man, I love you, man. Right? You're laughing now. But when you're under the influence of alcohol, it lowers your guard. You become way more vulnerable to do stupid things that you would not do otherwise. Can we all agree on that? You know, and you're not always aware when you're under its influence. What if, what if we've been so intoxicated by the culture that we're living in right now, that we're not even aware that we're under its influence? What if we're so poisoned by the thinking and the systems of this world that we don't even realize how far we've drifted away from God? What if? What if? How do we live in a very complicated season of life? How do we live under God? And I go back to that question again. How do we live under God in a culture that's becoming increasingly hostile towards God. And what I want to do is I want to show you a powerful story in the Old Testament. And I would love for us to turn over there in our scriptures. And it's an, an incredible, powerful story. It's about a story about this guy named Daniel. Daniel. And I'll give you verses today. I'll give you a context of it. And then what we're going to do is we're going to look at several verses and then we're going to zero in and we're going to like focus on one particular verse that will change our life. Who's excited for that? I'm ready. Who's ready? If you're, already, if you're already say, I'm ready. If you don't know Daniel, Daniel in the Old Testament, he was raised worshiping the one true God. But King Nebuchadnezzar, who was a very evil king, came in with the Babylonians and completely wrecked and destroyed Daniel's homeland, Jerusalem. Right? And the Babylonians, the evil Babylonians, burned the temple to the ground and they completely wrecked the city. And in this evil plan, they went and took as prisoners the brightest of the bright, the best of the best. 
of the Jewish people, including Daniel, to kidnap them and then make them prisoners or slaves to indoctrinate them with the Babylonian culture. So these very talented, very bright young men could eventually become Babylonian leaders in the government. And we're going to read together. You can read it in the story very clearly in Daniel chapter 1 verse 3. It says this. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, the chief of his court officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility. Young men without any physical defect, handsome ladies, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. Now, what was he to do? He was to teach them the language, right? And the literature of Babylonians and the king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. Now, this was not normal food that they were used to. This was food that were being served, right? That was dedicated to the pagan gods. And the scripture says that they were to be trained for three years. And after that, they will enter into the king's service. So what do we have? Let's just kind of draw it all together. Let's put it all together. What do we have? Daniel was taken as one of the prisoners, the Babylon, um, one of the prisoners of the Babylonians. Then what did they do? They changed their language. And then they changed their education. They're, they've indoctrinated them with the Babylonian views so that they would be under the culture. I want you to catch on to this. Under the culture, under the thinking. And what else did they do? They changed their names. And without knowing it, the goal was to bring these people under the influence of the Babylonian culture. See, the king thought, the evil king thought, you know what? If we can change the way they think, then we can change what they believe. And if we can change the way they think and what they believe, we can change how they will behave. That's what the king thought, right? I want to remind you that to not forget that we have a spiritual enemy. His name is Satan, and he is the father of all lies. And he is on a constant attack. He is a plan on an all-out attack against your mind to caress you, to change the way you think so that he can change the way you believe. And if he can get you under the influence of culture and change the way, change the way what you think and what you believe, then he can change the way we behave. And every single day, every single day, I believe that the enemy is trying to lower us into this trap. He's lying to us. He's lowering us into spiritual complacency, spiritual laziness. He's like, it's okay. Buy this. It's okay. Be here. You don't need that. And without knowing it, we wake up and we say, oh my gosh, I'm more under culture than I am under God. How did I get here? And this is the answer. We have to recognize and we need to embrace and realize that we cannot halfway follow Jesus. We cannot halfway follow Jesus. You know, our team wrote a song last month or a couple of months ago. It says, one of the words says, got one foot in the sand and the other in your hand. How can I understand? And it's so true. It's so true. We cannot halfway follow Jesus. We got to put our foot in, our, both of our feet in. We can't halfway follow Jesus. You know this, but yet we often forget it. 
We often forget about it. Because what we don't recognize is how much the influence, how much under the influence of culture we really are. Take your body, for example, right? Let's say you want to get healthy, right? January was just two months ago, right? Let's say you want to get healthy, right? You want to have hard rock abs, and you're like, man, I'm going to eat. Sorry, I'm going to work out once a month, and then I'm going to have hard rock abs, Right? Let's take your diet, right? I'm going to eat once. I'm going to eat healthy once a week. And then you know what? I'm going to come out next week looking buff. Right? We can't halfway follow our plan. We got to go all in. Right? It's the same with your relationships. Whatever relationship it is. You know, imagine my relationship with Vanessa if I said, you know what? Vanessa, I'm going to be nice to you once a week. That's it. Once a week, I'm going to be nice to you. Right? Imagine that relationship. And yet so many of us as Christ followers, you're saying, you know, I want to be closer to God. To God. And so I go to church once a week, but that's about it. Nothing else. We sit here today. We listen. We sing. And there's nothing else. And then you say, oh, I want to be closer to God. And we don't do anything about it. And one day you wake up wondering why we freak out. Why we panic. And are vulnerable believing that there's no hope for the future. Putting trust in a temporary world. Putting trust and needs in people that we don't, that do, that don't provide our needs. Instead of a God who is always good and faithful. How did Daniel stay faithful to God when everything in the Babylonian culture was trying to bring him under its seductive culture? Seductive influence. And there's this one little verse that's so powerful. And this is the verse for which we're going to apply in our lives. And I promise you it's going to be changing your lives today. And in verse 8 they said, Daniel eat this food devoted to pagans. In verse 8 he says, but Daniel resolved. Somebody say, I'm resolved. I'm resolved. Type it in the chat. Say, I'm resolved. Daniel made a predetermined decision. He predecided because before he was in the moment, he has already made his resolution. Before he was in the moment. But Daniel resolved. I am under God. You know what's fascinating to me? Is that Daniel didn't refuse to, for his name to be changed when they tried to change his name. Because you know why? Daniel understood and he realized that he's under God, that his name was just an outward label. His name was, uh, he was, just, his name was an outward label and he knew that God is inside of him. Doesn't matter what they call him, he just cares about the God that is inside of him because his name was an outside, outside label. He knew who he was. He didn't defend his name, but when someone attacked the name of God, that's when he said, you know what? No one defames my God. I have predetermined. I have predecided. I am not eating this food devoted to pagans. I'm resolved. How do we live under God in a culture increasingly hostile towards God? How? Well, this is how. We make some predetermined decisions. In our lives, and this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm not going to ask you to, you know, to have to 
do five or ten. Okay, that's not what I'm going to ask you to do. Right? I'm going to ask you to just simply make one predetermined decision this week. Just one. Just one. That's it. And whatever the Holy Spirit reveals to you is the most important one. Okay? Don't just say, you know what, I'm going to change my shoes this, tomorrow. Don't do that. Okay? Ask the Holy Spirit, and I believe that the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. One decision. One decision to change the momentum towards culture back and take a step forward to God. I've pre-decided this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to share with you some of the few predetermined resolutions that I made along the way. The first one was um, I made a predetermined resolution that every time I'd wake up, I'd spend my first moments waking up praying to God. One of my predetermined resolutions that when I wake up, I'd say, Lord, thank you for waking me up today. Thank you for giving me another opportunity to live on this earth, to be an instrument, to be a vessel. And I'll just talk to God. I'll just talk to God. I'll just spend a few minutes when I wake up and my eyes, you know, open. I'll just say, thank you, Jesus, for another day. Thank you, God. And I made a predetermined resolution to pray every time I'd wake up. Right? I've predetermined this so that tomorrow when I wake up, I don't have to ask myself, man, what am I going to do first? Right? Am I going to open up my phone and go on Instagram? On Facebook? Am I going to open up my app to play my game or something? Right? Am I going to worry? Am I going to look at the news? Am I going to turn on the telly? No, I've already predetermined that the first thing I do is to spend time with God. Another decision predetermined decision that I made quite recently, actually. It's quite recent, quite fresh. Not really good at it yet, to be honest with you. Is that I've predetermined to be nice to people on the road. It's a hard one. It is. It's a hard one, you know. It's to be nice to people on the road when they're driving slow, when they're driving too fast, when they're driving too dangerously, to be nice to them, right? Quite recent. It's a bit hard. I'm going to be honest with you. It's a hard You know, predetermined resolutions are not going to be easy. They're always going to be hard. Right? So I get into my car first thing in the morning when I go to work or when I go everywhere, somewhere. Right? I say to myself and I pray, God, make me nice. Make me nice to people on the road today. Right? Because what I want to do is I don't want to be under culture. I've chosen to be under God. I've pre-decided this is what I'm going to do or not do. Another predecided resolution that I decided or predecided is that for me financially, I predecided that every time God blessed me, I don't wait until the end of the month. Right? I don't wait to see what's left. I don't wait to look at my bank account and say, oh, that's how much I have. No. The first thing I do that when He blesses me is that every time, every single time, I worship Him with a tithe. Every single time, because I know that he promises to sustain me and to provide for me, and he's done his part. My part is now the one that needs to be done. To bless him with a tithe. To worship him, because I know that my tithe and my worship through my tithe will change the world. Will make a difference in this world, in this community. Right? So I've predecided, I've predetermined that I would worship him with a tithe. What's yours? What's yours? 
You know, the pull, the pull of culture is so strong that if you don't f- constantly fight against it, you're not going to understand you're under its influence. I've predetermined. I've predetermined. One decision, one decision. That's all I want you to do this week. Just one decision. Just one. doesn't have to be five or ten. Just one predetermined decision. And it could be this. You know, I'm not doing drugs anymore. That's a good start, right? It could be you would spend more time with your family than your phone all the time. Speaking life into them, spending genuine time with them in prayer. It could be the words that you speak in your marriage or in your relationships. Could be you're not going to gossip. You're not going to lie. You're not going to cheat. That you're going to start speaking words of life in someone. That you're, it might be, you know, you're going to commit to prayer a little bit more today. That you're going to commit to reading the word a little bit more today. What's it going to be? One predetermined decision. One predetermined decision. And listen and ask the Spirit to show you. And just pray this, Holy Spirit, what's the one thing I can do right now to make some predetermined decision in my life? Because the difference between culture and God is night and day. It's light and dark and it's good and evil. Think about what culture tells us every single day. Think about it for a second. Because the sad part is we just accept it. We live with it. We get used to it. We get sucked into it. And then we embrace it. And without even realizing it, we're under its culture. We're under its influence. See, culture tells us this. Promote yourself. It's all about me. Me, me, me. I need to have this. I need to do this. I need to do that. Culture tells you that. See, Jesus says, humble yourselves. Deny yourself. Right? Consider yourselves, let's consider your others better than yourself. Culture says consume, take, hoard, accumulate. But see, Jesus says it is better to give than to receive. Culture says hate those who aren't like you. Hate those who don't look like you. Hate them. If they hurt you, swing back twice as hard. Curse those who mistreat you. But Jesus says, bless those who curse you. Love those who hate you. Culture says, pursue things. Jesus says, pursue eternity. Culture says, pursue happiness. But Jesus says, pursue holiness. How do we live under God in a culture that is increasingly Hostile towards God. Today, I'm just going to ask you to take one step. One step. That's it. Just one step. One predetermined decision. One predetermined decision. Uh, If you ask God, I believe he'll show you something. And what we're going to do is we're going to commit to it. All right? We're not just going to say, oh yeah, I'm going to do this tomorrow and then not do it at all. Okay? Okay? What we're going to do is we're going to commit to it and we're going to talk about it. 
Because God is calling us to be humbled, to be dependent on Him under His mighty hand. So I would love for you to take home this week a question. This week, I'd love for you to take home a question this week. And this is it. If you're writing notes down, write this down. If you want to take a photo of it, take a photo of it. The question is this. What is one predetermined decision that I can make to pull me away from the influence of culture back to the influence of God? What is one predetermined decision that I can make to pull me away from the influence of culture back to the influence of God. Think about your life this week. Think about it this week. Think about what you're going through this week. Think about what's happening in your life this week. What's one predetermined decision? What's one resolve that you can do right now? One thing, not five, not ten, one predetermined decision that you can make to pull you away from the influence of what this culture is trying to pull you in, but back to the influence of God. And what we're going to do is we're going to pray together. So can I get ask everybody to stand for me, please? We're going to stand. We're going to pray for God to reveal to us what's that one predetermined decision. That one predetermined decision. And we're going to pray to God also that, you know, He will give us the strength and the wisdom and knowledge to commit to this one predetermined decision. To make it a consistent thing. To make it a daily thing. Hello again. And thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.